Hello, sports fans, and welcome back to Sports Box. I'm your host, Jude, as always, and we're back here for another great podcast. And I love this month, guys. I, I, I truly love this month. And it's not, and it's crazy to say that I love this month as a, as a football fanatic as I am, because there's no football being played. So you might ask, why, why would a football fanatic like a month when there's no football being played? Well, because there's another aspect of football, and that's the, the the rumors, the drama, and the news. And that is what the the month of March and April really, really encompass. The, the, the drama, the rumors, everything, everything besides the play is, is squished into these two months and, and really magnified. Um, and obviously, you have, you have all your storylines leading up to March and April, which make it even more entertaining. Um, and we finally, we got our first dab of entertainment. I wouldn't even say dab. I, I think dabs, you know, that's too light of a word. We got our first true punch of entertainment, uh, to use a stronger word, um, this week. I mean, so much news broke. Um, the two one, the two big ones being Aaron Rodgers staying and then Russell Wilson being dealt to the Denver Broncos, which both of those we're going to get into. Plenty of other news. I'm I'm recording this on a Thursday, so the Khalil Mack news has broke. Uh, he's going to be going to the the Chargers. I believe it's um, a second and a fourth. I, I'm going to make a podcast, a short podcast about that one, um, kind of right after this one. So I'm so that one's I'll, I'll get that one out for you shortly, and I'll have more details on that one. Obviously, the Carson Wentz news was pretty big. He's going from Indianapolis to the Commanders after only one year in uh, Indianapolis. So a bunch of bunch of big news, but the two big new big storylines that overtook the news circuit was Aaron Rodgers staying and Russell Wilson heading to Denver. Um, and, and it's funny because like did Denver kind of plan this in the sense it was like. They wanted to kind of get back at the the the, the Rodgers and in, in Green Bay in the sense that they wanted to take over the new circuit, right? You can have your you can have your two hours of 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 coverage, Aaron Rodgers, and we're gonna take the rest of the day with our Russell Wilson. Is it was it's just kind of ironic how that played out. But I think both of these both of these you know moves in the sense um, because Rodgers was really wasn't really moving. He's he's staying, but it's still a big move. Um, both huge. Huge, huge, huge. And I want to start with Aaron Rodgers because I think that's, I think equally both are very important, but I want to start with Rodgers because that's the more fascinating one. Um, and, and, and it's fascinating in the sense because there was so much buildup, right? Even starting last year, it was, okay, where Aaron, where is Aaron Rodgers going to be playing? Where Where is Aaron Rodgers even going to be playing football last year, right? And he played the full season, had an MVP season, uh, like usual. Um, and, then, and then we came to here and... We were sort of back in the same situation where we were trying to figure out, okay, is he staying? Is he going? And now we know. <laughs> now we know. Um, at some moments, it seemed that he was not going to be a Green Bay Packer. And then it kind of started to lean towards he was. Um, and, and I was always kind of on the side that said, I think he's going to stay. I, I, I truly believe he's staying. And, and I say that because... Personally, to me, I know Aaron Rodgers is kind of a mysterious guy and he likes to play that role. But I think if he really, truly did not want to be in Green Bay, we would have known, right? It's so hard for a player now to, I mean, unless you just do not use social media and you just isolate yourself from the whole world, um, which is no football player, it's it's kind of hard to hide what you're feeling, right? There's always one source that's going to figure out now whether that's right or wrong, you know, maybe the, the source dramatizes what what's really happening um when it's not even that big of a deal whatever but th- there's always one source that 
tells you something. And, and so the fact that we didn't really know much, and especially we didn't hear any rumblings from him saying that there was something definite, like, oh, he wants out of Green Bay, just made me believe he he doesn't really want to leave, right? He doesn't really want to leave. Um, so the deal that he got was four years, $200 million, $153 million guaranteed. And look, I can go over his stats. You know what he is. He was he won another MVP. That this is his fourth MVP. He's you know he's one away from five to tie the most for an MVP for MVPs. Um, you know, four thousand yards, forty seven touchdowns, uh, thirty seven touchdowns. My bad. Four interceptions, a sixty eight percent completion percentage, uh, QB rate of one eleven, which was the highest in the league. A touchdown percentage of seven, which was the highest in the league. Uh, an interception percentage of 0.8 which was the lowest in the league um i mean another mvp season and and we could keep talking about okay it's, it's gonna be another mvp season it's another mvp season right this is now back-to-back mvps um that aaron Rodgers won and and, and you got to think what's going to be different this time and and that's my big question when we look at the green bay packers in this deal right um also the big news that we found out is Devonte Adams is going to be returning. He's going to be a fr- he's they franchise tagged him. Um, ideally, I think they're going to try to figure out a deal before the start of the season. I think they definitely want to get that locked up because we know the story with players playing on the franchise tag and you know having one year left. They want this sense of security um, because they could get hurt and obviously that would derail their whole career. So, but what's going to be different? What's going to be different, right? And and I look at this the, the way the team is constructed and. They're really going to be running it back with the same team. Now, I'm not saying, you know, they're like going to be, you know, the defending, well, not defending anymore, but the Super Bowl champs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, just a year ago, where they ran it back with all 22 starters. I, I, I can't see that happening, but it's in the sense that they're running back with most of the same players, right? Most of their stars are going to be back on the field and shining, right? They, they got a few good offensive line pieces, actually really good offensive line pieces. Obviously, Devontae Adams coming back, Aaron Rodgers coming back. They have Aaron Jones on that deal, A.J. Dillon. So they have all these guys coming back, but what's going to be different? Because I feel like the, the Green Bay Packers are one of those teams where, look, you're, they're, they're a 10-plus win team, right? They're, I mean, they're, without a doubt, you look at this team, they are a 10-win team no matter what. But the thing is, they always get to that point, but they can never get over the hump. Um, and I think it's very crucial what Green Bay does with their free agency. But that's the tough thing, right? You get Rodgers back, but then that's the tough thing. Right now, the Green Bay Packers are $44 million over the cap. Now, that doesn't mean they can't go out and you know re-sign their guys. It can, but there's going to be a market for some of those guys. Devondre Campbell, um, MVS, Rasul Douglas, who's coming off a career year. Those guys, they're... They're coming off really good years and their market rises. Now, that doesn't mean that Green Bay is going to be try to be competitive and resign them, but it makes it a whole lot difficult when you're at $44 million over the cap salary. Um, now, something interesting about the NFL is, you know, you have this number for the cap space, but it always seems teams just are able to sign guys, sign guys. So I'm not saying that Green Bay is not going to go out there and get some guys, but it's just a lot more difficult with they don't have a lot of flexibility in the sense that they can go out and give huge contracts, right? Maybe they can, look, they picked up De- Devondre Campbell last year, who really they brought in for barely nothing. I mean, they, they if, if you look at his contract, he's currently making, he was on a one-year deal, I believe, um, one-year, two million, right? I mean, that's an absolute steal. 
he's coming off an all-pro year as a linebacker. And, and linebacker is a position everyone's looking at and saying, yeah, I, I need I need that strong middle linebacker because if you can get a, a guy that can really facilitate the middle of the field, you, you're, you're in good condition. That's all. And so his price is going to rise. And so with guys like Devondre Campbell, Rasul Douglas, now I'm not saying Rasul Douglas is going to get the type of pedigree that, you know, Devondre Campbell is going to get in free agency, but still he's coming off a career year where Jair Alexander went down. And for a guy who's been cut by numerous teams to step up in a big moment, um, have five interceptions in that year, which was, I think, tied for fourth most um, in the NFL and had quite a few pass deflections. That's the guy whose market's going to be high. And so, while bringing back Rodgers is great and all, you start to look at these other, you know, things that are happening around the team. And you realize, is Green Bay going to actually even be better next year? Like, yes, there's no doubt that Aaron Rodgers is going to have another MVP-like season, especially with his good buddy Devontae Adams, you know, catching balls. Um, but they they might not even bring MVS back. And then another, you know, they're going to have a Lazard's a restricted free agent. Now, what do they want to bring him back? I, th- I think that's this guy you're going to have to bring back, especially if MVS gets sort of a, a good market in free agency. And so I look at this team and I say, yeah, you're getting Rodgers back. And people are like, well, these are instant Super Bowl contenders. I get they're Super Bowl contenders, but there's no depth on this team, right? They, there's absolutely no depth. I mean, no disrespect to Alan Lazard, MVS. Those guys at best, are number threes. Alan Lazard is not a number two, and and I hate to be frank. Uh, I know he set a career high in his receptions with 40 and yards with 513 and eight touchdowns this year, but there's nothing showing me that he could be a really, really reliable number two. Um, so I, I look at this and say, okay, yeah, you're getting Rodgers back, but you're losing some depth in the sense that guys that can just even play guys that can just even play for you um and that's my concern if i'm if i'm the packers and now my other concern and this is the big one the jordan love pick just gets worse and worse by the year it gets worse and worse by the year now i'm gonna be honest i'm gonna be frank with you guys i'm not a big jordan love person i i really i i i don't think he's all that and i i didn't even think any team taking him that high was worth it and especially the Rodgers, and especially the Packers taking him as high, as high as they did in the first round. Um, look, Rodgers is with Green Bay for another three, four years minimum. Now, he's probably going to retire in three, four years. He'll be 42 around there. Um, but that's another three, four years that Jordan Love's going to have to sit on the bench. Now, I get it in the sense that, you know, Rodgers had to sit on the bench for three years, but Jordan Love has already sat on the bench two, three years. He's already sat on the bench two, three years. Does he want to really sit? Are we going to get another Garoppolo situation where it's, you got to let the dude be free and, you know, get it a chance. But my thing is, and, and, and it sucks to say, but the sample size that we've seen from Jordan Love wasn't all that good. It, it really hasn't been all that good. And 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 like I said, I, I'm not a huge huge Jordan Love person, but the sample size that I've seen from him in just game action isn't great. There's nothing to me. Yeah, he can make some good throws and, you know, quality throws and he's able to move out the pocket, but there's nothing to me that says, yeah, that's a star in our league. At best, I say he's average. Average quarterback. Um, just, if, if he ever gets a starting role, probably just hitting the top 20. The top 20 at best. I, I, I don't got a lot of faith in him I mean obviously he could turn it around and, and hopefully he can I think he he has he has the, the skills I, I think and he has the size but but and I, I'm not I'm not trying to be crucial of Jordan Love I'm trying to be just more crucial of this pick because 
the fact that they went out there, got Jordan Love, and that's kind of what started the whole, you know, Rodgers and the animosity between Rodgers and the front office of the Packers. And now we're here and it's like, okay, um, why did we draft him, <laughs> right? Why did we not draft a receiver that really could have helped, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae with a second option um, that we saw, you know, so desperately needed in that playoff game versus the 49ers. So that's where I sit at with the Jordan Love thing. And to me, it just, it looks every time that it just gets worse and worse as the years go on and as the play progresses actually with Aaron Rodgers. Um, so those are my two cents. I think the Aaron Rodgers move, quite frankly, benefits Rodgers but doesn't benefit the Packers because I think they're going to be in a, they're, they're going to they're going to start to realize look we're we gave Rodgers the money but we're putting ourselves in a tough tough situation with not being able to retain even even Devondre Campbell um who was who was definitely the focal point of that defense when Jair went down and then even guys like Rasul Douglas um it, it's going to be tough um I I still think they're a playoff team without a doubt their division's quite frankly, probably one of the easiest in the league. So they don't have to worry too much about that. But once again, you get to play off football. It's, it's, it's a whole different animal. And are they going to have the team built for that? We say it every year, but they never do it. So we'll, I guess we'll have to wait till well <laughs> next January to really see. Now, the next big news is Russell Wilson, right? Th- this one, quite frankly, shocked me, right? And because when I saw Rodgers obviously stay, it was like, okay, wow, well, Rodgers is staying. What is the Broncos going to do? And it was immediately, okay, who are they going to go draft? Are they going to go after Malik Willis? Um, Kenny Pickett? Who are they going to go after in the draft? Maybe they got a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not saying that I that I was, you know, oh, this was never going to happen, but it definitely was out of left field when I saw that Russell Wilson got traded this fast right after the news broke of Rodgers. Something tells me now I, I want to go completely and be clear with you guys. I haven't read so much into the the buildup to this trade. So I, I don't I'm just speculating. But something tells me that they had to know that he was leaning towards staying. Because one, you can't get a trade like this worked out in the in the snap of a beat, let alone two hours right after Rogers break. So something tells me that they'd almost been building up and waiting to They'd almost anticipated Rodgers to say stay, so they'd started to work on a deal with Seattle because I, I just feel like the timeline and how fast after the Rodgers news it broke, and then almost two hours after it was Russell Wilson's being traded to the Broncos, they had to have some news, or they had to at least expect it in the sense that you know over the weekend they were already preparing to trade with Seattle um and then they were just going to pull the trigger if Rodgers decided to stay um that that's that's kind of where i stand with what they were going to do but they did and so let's get into the details cuz i think the details are very interesting obviously denver they get russell wilson as well as a fourth round pick but denver sends drew Locke, shelby harris noah fant two first rounds one this year which is the ninth overall pick and one next year in 2023's draft and a 2022 fifth round draft pick. I could go on a rant about draft picks and how they are probably the most peculiar thing that we talk about because to me, I value draft picks to where they go. If I know a team is good at drafting, and look, I I understand there's there's 40, you know, you, you got your top 40 players and you know, I mean, if you got a top 10 pick, it's hard to miss, right? It's it's hard to miss. 
you know, they might not be, you know, Hall of Fame, best player ever at their position, but they're certainly above average, you know, can be a piece to a Super Bowl team, right? So I, I, I stand by that. But I do think it does depend where these draft picks go because you can look at a chain and say, I mean, you're sending draft picks there, but really how good is this team at drafting? Um, and so that's why I find them very peculiar. Now, if you got a pick in the top 10, it's hard to miss, like I said. Once you get to those 10 to 20s, 20s later, that's where you see, can a team really draft? Look, you still got these great prospects, but you got so many, it's like, who do you think? And, and from your analysis. So I think that's an interesting thing about draft picks and how they are valuable and not valuable at the same time. Um, no, no matter what, I think Denver and Seattle both got good deals. They got good deals. Seattle, they got a good defensive tackle in Shelby Harris, which they desperately need. That Seattle defense is not very good, and especially in their run game. They, they needed a run stopper. Shelby Harris can be that force in the middle. Drew Locke and Noah Fant, I can't say a lot. I, I, I know that Jared Everett, he's on a one-year deal, so obviously this looks like he's probably not going to be staying as they got Noah Fant in this deal. And then you have Drew Locke, who I think, who I personally think should get the whole year. You, you should right now announce that he is the starting quarterback. I don't think you bring in any competition. And Sam brought up an interesting point, and I totally agree with this, is if we if we really look at it, if we really look at it, Seattle, and, and I said it, right? I said, it, I think they should go back to rebuild. I think they should immediately rebuild. I think they should have traded Wilson. I think they did the right thing by trading Wilson, completely rebuild. This team isn't going to get any better. And remember, they just released Bobby Wagner too. So they, they're definitely not going to be great. And then we even look at the division that they're in in the NFC West, which... Yeah, that's a stacked division on itself, which is going to be really hard to win. So I say you give Drew Locke the keys next year. And if you're not good, okay, you're not good. You got a high pick. You can get Bryce Young. That's how I look at it. That's that's how I honestly look at it. You you don't have to be good because you are now tanking. You are now rebuilding. You And it sucks for fans because you don't want to see a team losing. But there's gold at the end of the rainbow. You, 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 you've got to tank a little to to get good. And if you can get a guy like Bryce Young, a, a, a generational talent, I think, um, you'll, you'll be in the right hands for the next decade. So that's that's where I stand today. And, and I think it's not going to be a long rebuild for Seattle because they have pieces like DK, Tyler Lockett, Chris Carson. Um, you know, you got guys on the defense now with Shelby Harris. Maybe they bring back Quandre Diggs, Jamal Adams, uh, Jordan Brooks, the great linebacker. So you, you've got all these pieces now that you could put together, but you do have to take a year or two to rebuild and, and really get this team back to where they can compete in the NFC and maybe even for a Super Bowl. Now let's look from the Broncos because the Broncos obviously the team that's being talked about the most because, well, they got Russell Wilson and, and fair enough. Um, well, the first thing is the drought is over for a franchise quarterback. Um, since 2016, or you know, since the start of 2016, I should say, after Peyton Manning retired, the Denver Broncos have had 11 different starting quarterbacks. 11 different starting quarterbacks. That's the most um, in that span. I mean, it's it's a little sad that it, it, it's it's like that. Um, but 11, 11 quarterbacks in the past seven years is I mean that's that's rough. That's rough, and have not made a super have not made a playoff appearance since. Um, so you get Wilson now. Obviously, Wilson last year had himself 
well, not a great year. He only had 3,000 yards, 20, 25 touchdowns, and six interceptions. And you say, wow, that's, well, that's, I mean, it's a pretty good year. He did get hurt and wasn't up to par. But when he's really up to par, he's throwing 4,200 yards, 40 touchdowns, and 13 interceptions in 2020. So I'm not saying that 3,025 and six is, isn't good, but. I mean, when he's at his best, he's he's throwing over 4,000 yards, 40 touchdowns minimum, and 13 interceptions, which, you know, can't be bad. Um, as I thought about it more, I think this Wilson trade was better. I, I think this Wilson trade was better because we're now looking at it and saying, okay, well, I'm looking at this and, okay, they they got kind of better. They, they got better in the sense that now they have a longer window. They have a bigger window because with Rodgers, I felt... Okay, you got a, a terrific Hall of Fame quarterback, without a doubt. But you're in this position where it's you're only going to have three years, and and the Broncos, quite frankly, they got a lot of young pieces, young talented pieces, and guys that are going to be on that team for another four, five, six years. And so that's that's kind of the window that you have with Wilson now. He's only, I think, he's only thirty three. Um, so you now got six years, maybe seven years if he decides to play till he's 40. And I think he's very capable of playing till he's 40. So I think this Wilson trade is at the end of the run is going to benefit them more. Um, but now here's the thing with the Broncos. Here's the thing that Broncos fans probably don't want to hear. Or I mean, they, maybe they do want to hear. I, I don't know. It depends on what type of Broncos fan you are. The Broncos now have to compete because the Broncos have been one in this team. And I'd say for that last past two years, at least. Where it's been, man, the Broncos are a Super Bowl team if they get a franchise quarterback. The Broncos are dangerous, very dangerous if they get a quarterback. The Broncos are this if they get a quarterback. Broncos are that if they get a quarterback. Well, now you got your quarterback. Now you have your franchise guy. Now you have an MVP quarterback under the helm. So now you got to be a Super Bowl team. Now, I'm not saying first year because there's still a lot of young guys and they still haven't risen to their untapped potential. But... You've got to compete and you've got to compete for at least an AFC championship because you can't say that where it's, oh, we're, we're a Super Bowl team with a quarterback. All right, now you got your quarterback. Now you got your man. Now you got your Super Bowl MVP, nine-time Pro Bowler, one-time Super Bowl champ, Russell Wilson, under center. Now you got to go win. Now you got to go win. But it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Um, but I think he can do it. I, I, I fully believe this team's going to be dangerous. Uh, just like they call him dangerous or dangerous. Dangerous. Um, but let's take a look at this roster. And in a quick look, I, I'm not trying to take too much of your guys' time, but I, this is going to be a long podcast just because, you know, we're, ta- we're talking. We're talking sports. We're talking football. And we're talking some elite, great quarterbacks. We're talking some great quarterbacks. Look, He's got Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy as his two primary weapons. Now, he has um, KJ Hamler, Speed Demon, who I I think is going to have himself probably a career year um, next year because that dude is fast. And we know how much, you know, Ruster Wilson loves that lob pass for 50 yards. What he did with Lockett, I mean, maybe he can make Hamler into another Lockett. Um, But two guys that really are going to really succeed, uh, three guys, I should say, are Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and Javante Williams. Uh, Cortland Sutton, he's shown glimpses. Um, I'm not fully into Cortland Sutton as, yeah, he's that guy. I think he he can be that guy. And, you know, his second year, he had over a thousand yards, really hasn't hit that mark since. Um, But 
still regardless, he's dealt with injuries, so that's fair enough. 2020, he was out the whole year. Um, and then this year, he was able to play basically the whole season. Had 776 yards, two touchdowns, uh, a catch rate of 56, 59.2%. Um, averaged about eight yards a target. So he had himself a decent year. Now, you got to consider, there, there was a bunch of quarterbacks that were throwing in the ball. It's, it's hard to develop when you got so many quarterbacks coming in and out of the rotation. But I, I do like the promise out of him. Jerry Judy's another guy where it's like, and, and it's the thing with Judy too, right? We, we've been talking about it where it's Super Bowl or, you know, like this is a Super Bowl team once they get a quarterback. Jerry Judy's now got a shine. That's a fact, okay? Jerry Judy's now gonna got a shine because I will admit there have been excuses for Jerry Judy and, and rightly so, rightly so. I'm not saying that they have not been right. Look, he hasn't had the, the, any good quarterback play in his first two years in the league, right? And Jerry Judy's a talented receiver, no doubt. He's one of the best route runners already in the league, which is crazy because he's only been in the league for two years. But Jerry Judy's now got to show up because once again, you cannot go on and be like, okay, you know, Jerry Judy just needs a really good quarterback. Now he's got that quarterback. Now he's got that quarterback. And now he's got to play up to what people have been saying. Um, and I'm not saying, you know, Jerry Judy should be listening to all that because I just, you know, work and grind and, you know, you'll, you'll get the results. But to me, that's where I stand um, with it all. And I think he can. I, I think he can. He had about just under 500 yards, zero touchdowns this year. Um, but one thing he really did fix and which was very important was his drops. He had 10 drops his rookie year, only had one drop this year. That is something where it shows, okay, this guy, this guy likes to work in the offseason. He likes to get better at things that he, he's struggling at. That to me shows me, okay, this, this, this dude's going to be good. And, and so that's where I kind of stand with Jerry Judy. I think he has the potential. I think he's going to be good. Um, I'm excited to see what he could do with Russell Wilson. Cause I mean, a guy with that type of route running ability and rushes, Russ's ability to just get receivers on point. It, it, it could be scary if, if, if Jerry Judy continues to work and, and, and reaches his potential, it, it, it could honestly get scary and make Judy a, a top 10 in this league. And last guy's Javante Williams. I think Javante Williams is probably my favorite rookie running back right now, uh, or second year running back, I should say, going to this year. He's my he, he's got to be my favorite. He's he's got to be my favorite. He had 903 yards, four touchdowns, and he split backfield. I mean, you have to remember he wasn't even coming in as the number one guy. Melvin Gordon was still getting touches. You know, they, they, like I said, split backfield. So for him to almost break a hundred, a thousand yards, have four touchdowns. And you want to know what's crazy? You want to know the craziest that? And this is why I love it so much. Because if you give a guy like Russ and Javante, oh, it's scary. But 31 broken tackles, which is first in the league as a rookie. As a rookie. And those 31 broken tackles was more than 19 NFL, 19 NFL teams had. More than 19 NFL teams had. This dude's going to be good. And, and you give him a quarterback like Russell Wilson who, like I said, can get you the ball on target, it, it's scary. And, and, and it's really scary, especially for these three guys, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Javante Williams. I expect them to have really good years. And KJ Hamler, like I said, is not. So those four guys really, man, they, if, they, if, they can, if they can, you know, mold and build together this offseason, the Broncos are going to be just sitting just right. Now, they, they've got to watch out for the AFC, <laughs> the AFC West because, man, that's – that's going to be a rough division. And I'll make a podcast on my own um, about the AFC West because I, I think, I mean, that's got to be one of the best divisions we've seen in football. 
Um, just the, the loads of quarterback talent and just roster talent that both teams have. So I'm very excited to see how the, the Russell Wilson plays out, where, how Aaron Rodgers plays out. Um, and yeah, I, thank you guys so much for joining me on to this podcast. I know this is a longer podcast and it's just me ranting, but I felt like it was much needed because I, I had so much to talk about for both players. Um, but yeah, anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jude. Sorry, y'all.